Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey guys, before this show starts, just want to let you know that over on Red Men Plus, our subscription service, we've got tons and tons of Liverpool content in podcast form as well. You love podcasts, we love making podcasts. Go and check it all out. That's redmenplus.com. Sign up for as little as £5 a month. You will not regret it. Now, enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to the Red Men TV. It's the match build-up show. It's Liverpool versus Newcastle on Wednesday evening at Anfield. Stay here, delighted to say I'm joined by Dan and by Sam for this one. You'll have a little look ahead at Liverpool versus Newcastle and Sam. Um, yeah, mate, let's just get straight into it. I was saying, second game at Anfield on the spin. When we looked at the fixture list before the season, this was meant to be the middle of what was meant to be mm. a pretty favourable run of fixtures for us. Didn't turn out that way. It took us, it took us till the weekend to get our, our act together, basically, and stuff Bournemouth. But it feels like now this could be one where you can get a bit of momentum. Like I say, Anfield, our record is, for the most part, impeccable. It does feel like this is a real opportunity for Liverpool to build on the back of a 9-0 by just, again, another three points against a, a good team. All, and we'll speak about it in a minute. One who are suffering a little bit with their own injury problems. It feels like this is a, an ideal opportunity for us. Yeah, definitely. And I think playing Saturday, Wednesday is exactly what the lads would have probably wanted from the first game when we didn't win. The last thing you want when you don't get a result is to have to wait seven, eight days, in some cases nine, to play again. After that, that that loss at Old Trafford, we would have wanted to play the next day to get that win, and, and we got that on Saturday. So the best thing now, <clears throat> especially with the rotating all the plays we did and stuff like that, is to just literally get right back out there at Anfield under the lights and try and bash out another win and get and just like you say, get that momentum going again. Yeah, and, excuse me. <coughs> I'm still, still, uh, I'm still, still on the, I'm, I'm the <laughs> road of recovery. I'm doing my best, so I do apologise that one. Yeah, and that, that's the thing, is it, Dan? Is that also it's like there's a bit of a feel go factor now and then. I understand today, recently, and, and there's been reports about, yes, is there midfielder coming? No midfielder. I'm looking at the live chat now and everyone's on about mm. it. But for the players and for the manager, that's kind of an aside. Mm. There's a feel-good fact that they should be full of confidence. Every one of them played well mm. at the weekend. Even Mo Salah was laughing at his couple of sitters. But after, you know, they've been through the mill a little bit and confidence would have been low. Performances levels weren't great. Mm. They had this clear the air talk, didn't they? And they go and snot warm. It feels like, again, there is just a little bit of a feel-good factor for Liverpool at the moment. And again, you don't want to pop the balloon straight away after, you know, a, a joint record Premier League score, pop, drop points at home. It's yeah. got to be something to build on. And like I say, that feel-good factor 
could be a, a big factor on, on Wednesday night. Yeah, 100%. They've got to harness all that feel good, haven't they? And then positive vibes that came out of it. And they've got to harness the atmosphere as well. I think being at home really doubles down on that momentum here because we all know what Anfield can be like under lights, particularly after a big win like that. The whole ground should be bouncing going into that, especially after what has been a lacklustre start by our own standards, you know. So, massive opportunity for us. And it'd be nice in a way, even from a fan perspective, to have a game of footy as a distraction from all the midfielder chat because we need a game of footy to break out, don't we? To sort of take our minds <laughs> off the other stuff, you know what yeah, I mean? There's a game of footy about to happen in the midst of a transfer. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, transfer yeah. is almost taking pride of place, which is never the case. The footy's always more important than the transfers. It's just a, it's. It, I agree we need a midfielder, but yeah, the, on Wednesday that doesn't matter. Liverpool no. are going to have to put a team out. Speaking of field goal factors, though, Sam, um, I did a opposition preview that's on YouTube now. By the way, if anyone wants to go back and watch or listen to that one with Johnny from Newcastle Fans TV. And they've won one game and they've drawn three games. But he said, there's never been a field factor as good as this around Newcastle for a long time. You're probably looking back towards, you know, to say Bobby Robson era before it's been this good. It never happened in the Mike Ashley era, essentially. Yeah, no. Because, although, like I say, a win and three draws isn't amazing. They've had a couple of difficult ties, including against Manchester City. And, like I say, just the, the, the awe of knowing that they've got money and mm. knowing that they can spend things. Newcastle are another team who are... They're on the bit of a crest of a wave. We're not facing the Newcastle, you know, downtrodden Newcastle. You just know we're going to just wilt at the first sign of it. The eight, the manager, you know, whether it was Steve Bruce or insert X Newcastle manager here, they are on a on a bit of a crest of a wave. And essentially, they're coming to Liverpool with nothing to lose. Yeah. It's it's a bit of a free for the media. I guess to go and do what he needs to do. And if they lose, I don't think it's going to again top a pop and balloons. Yeah. I don't think their fans will be particularly arsed like that much because things are going so well there. Whereas in the past. It was like, oh, here we go again, and they'd be on their backs. I don't think it's going to be that this week. No, and I think a lot of that positivity probably comes from last season more than this season, mm. if I'm being honest. I mean, they beat Forest at home. You'd expect them to win that game. Um, but, it, it, you know, the City result for them has probably, you know, given them the most positivity because the other two draws, they're the kind of games where they would want to, to go and win to show their progression. So I suppose that City result gives them that boost. Yeah. I, I do think, though, a lot of that positivity has come from last year. I, I think probably Newcastle thought that they were going to be buying all kinds of big names and stuff this summer. It hasn't quite happened yet. But they are a threat. They are a good side. But they do come to Anfield as massive underdogs. And, you know, it's down to us, really, to make sure we, we push on that and, and take what we can from that. I think... Um, you know, as you're going to come into it in a minute, they, things aren't all plain sailing for Newcastle at the moment. They've, they've got their own issues to deal with as well. They were very lucky in the last game, weren't they, to get that sort of last minute world of an yeah. equaliser, by the way. My word, I hope he's injured. <laughs> <laughs> but he's hurt. No, but they are a good side. But you know what? It's the perfect step up from Bournemouth. We've like had to start again. It's like Anthony Joshua, you know, he's, he's been knocked off his perch. He's got to go again. And we've got that Bournemouth win, which is one we expect to. Now, with the next step, is go and take on a Newcastle, beat them and move mm. up the table that way. Yeah, it's almost yeah, like rebuilding yourselves. Go, go, basically start off at the worst opponents you can get. <laughs> yeah, with the, with the manager with the worst card you ever. Jenny man, ex manager. You might have to sell that now if he's uh, on the door. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure Scotty's been well looked after. Scott Parker's been sacked. I, I, uh, I've never seen a man in a press conference want to get sacked more. <laughs> Everything he was saying, he was he was might as well have just said sack me. He was yeah. just desperate for the payoff, and he's got it. So fair play. I don't think Eddie Howe's going to get sacked even if Newcastle lose. Uh, on Wednesday but I want to you, Sam referenced before the uh, the injuries mm. Dan for Newcastle we'll, f we'll focus on Newcastle first we'll talk about Liverpool a little bit later on but I, I think a fully fit Newcastle would be exactly the wrong type of team that we'd want to play at this moment in time because defensively pretty solid very good goalkeeper who saves a lot of things mm -hmm. They would have pace on the break um, and a striker in Callum Wilson when he's fully fit who just we know scores goals he scored goals against Liverpool 
Having said that, it's worth noting Wilson's out mm. definitely. Uh, Bruno Guimaraes is out almost certainly. That that's probably mm. him done. Kieran Trippier, do you think um, this is uh, from Premier injuries? By the way, um, apparently today Eddie outside he should be fine, so Trippier is probably going to play. Uh, Alex Isaac still they don't even know he can play yet. He's mm. just signed him and yeah. he's, they're waiting for the registration. It, can, it could be up to. Eddie, I mentioned 75 minutes before kickoff when they mm. find out. So even if he that's is. not ideal, that, is it? Yeah, that's not what want. That's no. like, yeah. Say, maximum, um, Maxi is a worry for us at the moment with the hamstrings, what Eddie Howe said. It was late in the game off the back of a sprint. So that again, that, that sounds a risk, and why would he risk him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Emil Crafty knows how he did his ACL against Tranmere mm-hmm. um, yeah. the other day. So basically, if you look at who, who are Newcastle's best players, mm. Wilson, Bruno and Allen. Uh, and Alan say maximum yeah. they're probably three of the top five Trippier and, and then insert whoever that maybe Joe Linton they love at the moment yeah, or the goalie yeah, or whatever goal, but yeah. they are they've got three of their best players unavailable or potentially unavailable it gives me I was thinking even if they're like 50-60% part of me thinking would they, why would they the risk it why you know why risk because you, you could play them and lose to Liverpool anyway yeah. and, I'm, and I'll bring their fixed up, list up in a minute and yeah. I'll go through it but it could be one where they just go, you know, why, why risk it? Well, if, if they're all out, let them just all be out and we'll save it for another day. From a Liverpool point of view, that could be the case. It, it's a massive boost, especially with St. Maximum being out, I think, like you say, because they've got a blueprint now about how to play against teams and get be, be successful, like against City and Liverpool, because they don't have a lot of possession, but hit you on the counter. And Give Saint it to Maximum, him and get time to run. St. <laughs> Maximum is the outlet for that, and without him, they don't really have an alternative. Like <coughs> Not many teams in the league do, in all fairness. You know what I mean? He's, he's a freak, isn't he's, he? He's yeah, one, one on his own, a bit like a Damatrio, but with end product which is sort of an old old reference to make but it is true like um, so yeah it'd be a huge blow for Newcastle massive boost for Liverpool um, if that is the case and even like Bruno and the Trippier one's a shame because I think they'd have had to play Javi Manquillo right back and Louis Diaz against him would have been a joy to watch from our perspective I think but at the same time there isn't really a better time to play Newcastle from our perspective on the back of that 9-0 you're about to bring up their fixtures I think Eddie Howe he won't throw in the result because he's a manager with respect he's not likely to do that but you're right he's not going to risk key players with winnable games around the corner because Liverpool like you say you could go there full full strength winning 10 games on the run and he could, we could still do him 4-5-0 exactly, so why would yeah. they risk it and that's the thing I'll bring up their fixtures now so after they, after they go to Liverpool they've got Palace on Saturday West Ham so Palace are home on Saturday West Ham away the following Sunday then they host Bournemouth then they go to Fulham then they host Brentford so obviously there's an inter- I know there's an international break in between Bournemouth and, and Fulham but Fulham. essentially if Alan St Maximum's got a hamstring why risk him at Anfield on a Wednesday save him for Palace at home on Saturday yeah. because the last thing they want is him to start pull up after half an hour and then he misses all those games which are very winnable well, like the Palace West Ham Bournemouth Fulham Brentford is a run of games that Newcastle you mentioned those games that they want to improve and they're them exactly. against the teams who they want to be better than this mm. season there's a lot of mid-table slash lower label, lower table teams there it just feels to me like I say Sam like why would you risk it if I was Eddie I'm, again maybe I'm just talking this into existence because <laughs> the, the thought of Alan T. Maximum just terrifying me a little bit I'll be honest but again that's my thing is that why would he risk it no, 100%. All you've got to do is look at us. You know, we've lost Kelleher, Jota, and I don't know if there was any pre before Ox. We've lost three lads to big hamstring injuries that, that that have all come from off the back of other injuries. Maybe Ox we're not sure on, but like they, they've strained further strains or, or previous strains, should I say, and now they've been out for like months. Mm. Why would you do that? You, you, just, you just rest them and move on. But, you know, I, I guess it comes down to the player as well because, you know, having watched some of the, the, the sort of, you know, behind the scenes at the Arsenal and Tottenham's, it does look, seem to me... 
it, like the players can't say, "Oh yeah, I'm ready to go." So it, it depends on what what he says as a player. But and Anfield is that platform, isn't it? Which is you know you don't want to miss that game. No. So I suppose you know it's about being sensible. But you know even with Maximan, I say I still find us as, as big favourites in this game. Mm. So without him, it makes it a hell of a lot more difficult. And it's just mentally for them as well, isn't it? Being able to think, are we going to beat this team when we haven't got our, our exciting outlet and our best midfielder? It isn't even just. Yeah, I was supposed to say it is. You can talk about say Maximan all you want, but like. Bruno Guad, Bruno's a very good player for yeah, them. Is. Callum Wilson, I think, is a really good striker. Like I think always he's, scores against yeah. us as well. I think, yeah, yeah, he's got a good record yeah. against yeah. us. Like yeah. they're two of the big, they're big misses. Newcastle are in the process of building themselves. What looks like a good team yeah. and a good trying to get themselves depth with a good squad. And listen, if we know Wilson's not going to play, and if, if I can't imagine Isaac starts now because there's, if they don't know now, there's no way they can game plan around it. So you're looking at like Chris Wood, who's the, who, you know. He's a twenty-five million pound, essentially third choice striker now. So that's where that's the the era Newcastle stands to live in. Dan is like, mm. even with these injuries, you can't overlook them. They still got a good team and a good manager mm. and enough good players who can do similar to what Crystal Palace did. They can defend resolute and try and catch you somewhere. Yeah. They're still they're still a, they're still a goal threat. Whether it's Fraser, Almiron, mm. and Wood, they're not brilliant. Don't get me mm. wrong. They're a step below their usual their usual options, but. I mean, they're all players who've done score goals against Liverpool before, pretty much, you know. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and you were right earlier on. Newcastle are doing the right things, in my opinion. You've got to give them credit. Sam referenced the fact that people were getting a bit carried away with the Mbappe, Neymar and all that palaver. Realistically, that was never likely to happen. And they haven't even gone down the early Man City route of Rubinho and the like, mm-hmm. have they? They've gone a much more sensible, structured way about it. And you've got to give them a lot of credit. This ESAC deal is by far and away the most they've spent, isn't it? You know, and that just shows they are willing to spend when it's the right player. But yeah, they, they will pose a threat regardless. I think Eddie Howe's a very good manager and I think he's proven that already in the early days there. And we shouldn't forget from a Liverpool perspective, we've only just broken that conceding first horrible run that we've had and we did it in style, of course. But we've actually conceded first twice to Newcastle at Anfield on the bounce now because yeah. Willem scored that worldie a couple of years ago and John Joe yeah, Shelby yeah. scores from long range to yeah, make it 1-0 yeah, yeah. to them last season. So getting the first goal once again, like it always is in any footy match really, could be pivotal here because we go 1-0 down to this. This Newcastle side, you can bet your bottom dollar they'll be seriously behind the ball and seriously resolute then. It's funny with Cam Wilson because you mentioned there, I, I, I fell into this trap of like he always scores against us. Bad record. Guess how many he scored? Go on. One, two. <laughs> but, he's play, but he's never fit. So it's yeah, probably- that's the problem. He's, he's, he's always in now. They're they off a bomb as well. Yeah, you're, you're right, Say this like last season we, we did beat them 3 1, and we, we, we'll talk about that later because that's going to be part of the trivia question. But even in that game, Liverpool went back and steamrolled them. Mm. But that was a Newcastle, that was a different Newcastle. They were a little bit flaky still. It wasn't the exact same team, and I'm just going to go back and. Um, it, it was obviously Eddie Howard not long arrived. He was different sides. It feels like now, Sam, they're a bit like Palace. They, if they got that first goal in this game, they would they would believe in themselves more that they can hold on to because they've gone toe to toe with City. They've done well under how recently. Again, in that game, it was a John Joe Shelby scored very early, mm. and then Liverpool did get come back. But again, we got out the habit against Bournemouth of being the sorry of being the team who concedes the first goal. Don't go back to it. You know what I mean? Like, because I think I think if you go one 0 to this Newcastle side with that goalie and a very what can be a good back four, it, you Trouble. could be for, you could be for a long night. Yeah, I think it's interesting as well though because that Newcastle, I, like I look at our, our issues in, in, in two different ways. It's like everyone always says, oh, you know, Man City, you need to have a go at them, you need to get in the faces, mm. and and you know that's been proven pretty right hasn't it, over the years to get anything out of the game. Whereas I think against Liverpool, the way to get anything out of the game is the opposite: is to do what most teams do to City, which is sit really deep and try and counter attack. I actually think this Newcastle team have almost got a bit too much swagger and confidence to do that. I think, and Eddie Howe's almost that manager who says, look, 
we play this way we might adjust a little bit but this is how we play we need to get used to playing this way yeah. so that we can beat other teams last thing you want to do is go from that to that to that to that all the time yeah we're so i actually do think playing them now might suit us a bit more because they'll play they'll attack us they'll push up the pitch trip or go into the space and leave a bit behind them so it might actually benefit as long as we're at it mm playing against a team that believe that they can do a bit more than they have done previously. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right. And we, yeah, we, we have mentioned all those injuries. We're still yeah, at, at time recording, Jürgen's about to do his press conference, so we'll we'll hang fire on talking too much about Liverpool side as best we can, but at some point we might have to discuss it, don't we? <laughs> based on training pitches and so. But yeah, what, what's going to be, what we do know now is the Newcastle team, so when we're doing our bet mate integration a bit later, you guys know, you have to pick at least one Newcastle player, you've got yeah. an idea of who's going to be fit and fine. And speaking of, it, of the old bet mate, can we have a little look, uh, size so going to bring the table up now of how we all got on last week. Um, and it's fair to say, Chris Pajak absolutely smashed it out the park. Went and won himself 45 quid. He did. It was the, um, nice. it was the, it was maximum of two players. It was the, the whole Premier League because mm. it was a three o'clock kickoff. So yeah. So as you can see by the, um, by the league table there, Chris is now top on 168 points, followed by Redmen Guest, which is obviously the combination of all the guests who do these build-up shows, including uh, Dan and Sam themselves. Then it's Paul. And then, Bringing up the rear is is me. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't won a penny. I haven't even placed once. I'm three, I'm three points behind. I need to get things right uh, later. But when I be picking my team, I might have thrown throw a few spanners in the way. But yeah, um, if you want to get involved, we'll be showing you our teams later and the guys as well. So yeah, keep an eye out on the betmate stuff later on. But yeah, I need. I've got work to do. I've got absolute work to do. Uh, speaking of which, I've got some work to do in terms of clearing my throat because the all COVID rona. So before we take this quick break, I'm going to pose a teaser trivia question you guys as well and all you guys watching or listening live right now on the, in the old YouTube section we referenced before the 3-1 game mm -hmm. Liverpool beat Newcastle 3-1 last season at Anfield Mo Salah scored and Trent scored for us do you remember the absolute worldie yeah, yeah. but do you know who scored Liverpool's other goal in that game so it was Salah Trent and one other player let us know in the live chat after this break we'll get to some of your answers and see if Dan and Sam know as well so yeah see you in a second Hey guys, it's nearly the end of August, which means we will soon be doing our club legend prize draw. This month's prize is this amazing framed, signed, shared by none other than Liverpool's European Cup winning captain, Mr. Phil Thompson. If you want to be involved in this prize draw, all you got to do is be a club legend subscriber on Red Men Plus. If you've never been over to Red Men Plus before, do check it out. Sign up for Club Legends. You'll get access to our Discord chat. You get free merch, you get discounted merch, and of course, entry into this competition. If you're a Club captain over on Red Men Plus, do upgrade to Club Legends and you too will be in the prize draw. Time is running out, so go and do it. Go and do it now. There you go. Welcome back. Yeah, if you want to get involved and win that amazing Seinfeld Thompson shirt, all you got to do is be a Redmen Plus Club Legend. Head on over to redmenplus.com. Sign up as a club legend. You get tons and tons of content. And now that we've got two games a week for essentially ever, you get double final words, double instant match reactions, double oppo previews. Get tons and tons. Also, basically, it's even better value for money. And like I say, one of the club legend perks, as well as Discord chat and all the other stuff, is entrance into that competition. Right then, we asked before the break who scored Liverpool's other goal in the 3-1. So I'll give you Shelby score for them. Yeah. This player equalised for us, and then Salah scored, and then Trent scored. Loads and loads and loads of the live chat. Got it. You guys are struggling. Good for them. Van, <laughs> Van Dijk. No. Jota. Yeah. 
I thought it was Jota. Uh, Jota yeah. was the right answer. Diogo Jota got the equaliser. Apparently, Je- uh, Jevon says Diogo Jota it was a rebound from a keeper save. Ah, right. Was remember, it was on the goal line, and he, I think one day lads, he had, he had like a clash of heads, and someone was laying. Oh, that's right. oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, and we kicked off scored. after. Yeah, it all went a bit. Because Jota just put it in the net, and we'll ask yeah. questions later. Yeah. But there was that nothing really wrong with either of them lads. If no. I remember rightly, they were yeah. playing it on because yeah. we scored. Yeah, they were definitely done well for once. It only came to me after we'd spoke. I wasn't being a you know. Off it. I don't know I it. It came to me afterwards. Yeah. Like I don't know it. I don't know it. Dan, do you know it's Jota. It's Jota Absolutely snakes on there. <laughs> Lexi, yes, you got it first. So Lexi, Johnny, Yodis, Charlie, all got it first. Dan as well. So yeah, it was. It, it was Jota essentially when the lads were laying on the floor. So yeah, there we go with that one. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry. And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, speaking of the Reds then, we know for a fact in terms of training pitches and like I say, Jaeger's press conference ha- is happening around now so we'll know more. I've got Chloe on standby to text me any more hmm. up-to-date information but what we did see in training Joel Matip was back in full training. Liverpool announced that themselves. Um, Curtis Jones trained and Calvin Ramsey was involved at some point as well. Mm. There was also some doubts around Harvey Elliott and we'll get that cleared up. But Neil Jones reported this morning, all is fine. Liverpool were just being precautionary. Yeah. So what I'm guessing, I don't know, and we'll speak about our 11s later, uh, Dan, but my guess is not many of those are going to start this game straight away but what it does do it gives you an awful stronger bench you don't have to have two goalies on your bench mm-hmm. you, you might not have to have with all due respect to Bobby Clark who yeah. made his debut yeah. Stefan Bacetic who came on the other day like with all again the young kids you probably would be, be- maybe better off going and play 10 23 games like the, the 11 might not be good but the bet we're starting to to filter in the bench back a little bit so you're looking at your options and you're thinking actually I've got more than three subs to change yeah. a game I, I have got I've got Curtis, or you know, maybe if Ramsey is what he's meant to be, or mm. you know, even like 
well, we need to be a bit more progressive. We, you can even bring Joel Matip on to be more progressive at centre back. Even it looks, it, which is a mad thing to say, but no, right, it yeah. does feel like things are starting to turn round on the injury corner. Touchwood. Yeah, definitely. And having campaigned for five substitutes for so long, Jurgen Klopp's kind of been. Well, he hasn't been able to use them, has he, quite frankly? Saturday was nice, obviously, because <coughs> the game was put to bed nice and early so we could give them young lads a debut and almost reward them for being part of the squad because mm. you said there, like, they've been getting pulled out of under-23s action whether they play, like, 45 minutes and, and that kind of gives you the indicator that they're going to be part of the matchday squad. But they shouldn't be. You know, all due respect to all of them. Bajetic, in particular, brilliant in pre-season, not ready to be involved in Premier League matches. be nice, Bobby Clark, if he did, obviously, get a game against Newcastle with his dad playing for him, but really, Realistically, it's not where we need to be. Um, same with two goalkeepers. So having those three you just mentioned back, and I can't see any of them starting. It's it's too soon for that, particularly Calvin Ramsey. But if you put them all on the bench and just got them back involved in the squad and reintegrated, especially Ramsey, having not been so at all since he signed for us, that would be a huge boost. And it just fills us with that little bit more confidence because I think we all watching the United game we all looked at the bench and thought what do we do well, we, we have no way of changing we all, well we all knew what subs all he could do was get Carvalho on probably get Costas on because what else like gonna, for like though, yeah, wasn't it yeah, I, yeah there was nothing yeah. Yeah. Fabinho yeah, yeah. I, don't wanna, I, don't, I always don't want to bring it up because obviously we put that to bed now and it's long since done but obviously with these subs coming back it does just give us those options and it does probably pleases Jurgen Klopp more than anything else let's say he clearly wants five subs but they've been pointless to us for these first few weeks now all of a sudden we've got options again yeah absolutely and it, let's go through a couple of them then Curtis Jones is the one isn't it really because it felt like this was his Opportunity. Sometimes opportunity just knocks in strange ways. And you, I've got a couple of lads get injured. So, oh, oh my god, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Because I imagine, and I might be wrong, and it might have changed now. By the way, and we'll speak about this. Is that he, he was ahead of Fabio Carvalho in the pecking order. Now, if, if Jürgen's looking at the bench on Saturday and needs a goal, he's probably thinking, probably probably Carvalho might have usurped. Yeah. And now Curtis has got some work to do. He was already he'd fallen below Elliot. He might have fell behind Fabio Carvalho now. So as and when he can get a chance, time he has to. Has to pull his finger out and, and he's, the, he's the senior of those three players but yeah. in terms of the pecking order excuse me he's probably at the bottom well, do you know what in the last two seasons he's been given an opportunity came in and he's look, he's really took it in my opinion last autumn I thought he did really well so he got that weird eye injury um, I think I, I, I really want him to put the doubters wrong as well so he, for me he's the big one on this list as you say and also it's the big one because all I hear everyone going about the moment is what was wanting to buy a midfielder but I think the reason one of the reasons why that is is because people are still not convinced on Curtis Jones if Curtis Jones came in and did what Harvey Elliott's doing now I think it would ease a lot of people's fears so I think this is a massive opportunity for him if, he, if, if, he, if he's fit enough to, to get some minutes of the weekend comes on looks sharp then who knows what comes from the next games because some of these lads got like Henderson and Fabinho are going to need resting again less so Fabinho maybe but Henderson's probably going to need a game out at some point because he's played too much so this is his opportunity and listen I'll say this about every football that's ever existed maybe Phil Foden but that's just Man City all over his all the best footballers have came into existence from, from the academies to the first team when there's been an injury. Mm. It's the it's chance. A bit of luck in here. Trent, yeah. everyone, Gerard, they all did it. Something happened, you got in and you stayed there. And, and this is another Harry came to that space, didn't he? Yeah. Marcus Rashford yeah. did it at Man United, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, and he, going, moving on to, to Matip then. I, I think I, I did the start in the 11th prediction show when anyone watched it. And I didn't pick him because I think he's going to want more than that. But I think... At some point, Jürgen's going to want him back in. Maybe the derby is the chance, uh, Dan. Mm-hmm. But if he has two full training sessions and if Jürgen thinks he is miles better than Joe Gomez, and we don't know this, but he was 
ahead. We know for a fact he was ahead of him in the pecking yeah. order. He probably he was starting ahead of Canate at times, or we don't know. But there's a chance if, if he can get through a Monday session, a Tuesday session, and maybe a little something on Wednesday, I don't think it's beyond, beyond the realms of possibility that Matip starts. No, it, it's definitely not because, like you say, I think he definitely is uh, alongside Van Dijk the, the, the chosen two of the the pecking order in the central central defensive department. But for me. I just think it's similar to what we spoke about with Newcastle earlier. Is it a risk with Joel Matip? We all know his track record for picking up injuries. Granted, it was a hell of a lot better last season and we all lauded him for that, and rightly so. But again, do we want to take that risk ahead of the derby and ahead of three fixtures a week with Champions League coming back and all that sort of stuff? It's, it almost comes back on ourselves. And I just don't see Klopp. I think in an ideal world, tomorrow we get ahead of the game, Matip comes on for the last 20 minutes and maybe then he's in line to start the derby. But I take your point entirely because Matip is definitely ahead of Canate who's obviously not available and Joe Gomez in the pecking order Joe Gomez similar to what we said about Curtis Jones you know he's done okay since he came into the side but again tomorrow night will be another opportunity for him to say I don't care who's fit I don't care that Matt is back in training I'm starting mm. I'm starting this game I'm going to do brilliantly we're going to keep another clean sheet and then I'm starting the derby he's got just the biggest opportunity here as Matip has of getting back into the side yeah and Steve Rado one of our club legends oh Steve right he thinks Gomez will start and I, I, yeah he probably will I, I tend to agree with Steve but Dan's right there Sam is that if you're looking over your shoulders Joe Gomez now you're thinking well I kicked him out the team once before and I, I didn't let him get back in and then it's been reversed and mm-hmm. whatever. Jürgen will we know he'll stick with the hot hand, he's not asked. Mm-hmm. He'll just pick who if you if he thinks Gomez is playing better, he'll he'll carry on playing with him. It, this is almost Joe Gomez's last chance to nail it. Because yeah. I think he's been good. I think, he think so. he's been decent, but he has mm-hmm. he's not you're not th- sitting there going, You cannot drop him for Joel Matip. I'm still thinking probably get Joel Matip in. Mm-hmm. But if, if again if Gomez can steal the show again against a, a what could be a potentially decent Newcastle attack, then he's got every he's got every chance of starting that derby game and, and then you look at Napoli and then it and then it rolls and rolls. Similar to Curtis, uh, um Joe's in a, in a very similar position. Yeah, he is. And, and we've always said it, and we've been on these shows over the years, that Gomez needs to run a games to get mm. himself fresh and ready and in rhythm. And he feels like he's got that now. He was sharp against Palace when he came on. Unfortunate not to start that game. I thought he was okay against United. Maybe there's one challenge you could have made a bit harder in when he hit the post. But other than that, I wouldn't put him to blame for anything that went on <coughs> in that game no. around that. Um, and he was really good again. <laughs> I think I would have been all right centred after us the weekend. But even still, he did his job. He did well. He's now in rhythm. He's now back working with Verge and they know where each other are we all know that Verge has really enjoyed playing next to Gomez and them two have been our best partnerships statistically over the years haven't they so um, you know Matip's got a job on his hands now and you know I'm really happy for Joe Gomez I really want him to get going because if Kanata and Gomez are the future Gomez has got to play as many games as Kanata he's playing otherwise you become irrelevant yeah we'll see how that one pans out let's move on to um, in fact before I do so hold midfield. I think Jäger might have threw us one there because Costa Simicast did all the press this morning for LFC yes. TV and stuff. Mm. Like I put him in my eleven in my prediction because I was thinking Jäger's gonna he doesn't want to play the same team three times on the run. Yeah. Options are quite limited in where you can and can't rotate. Left back's just an easy one. If he do, if he wants to just look after people, I I actually think now. I think Costas is going to play Sam I don't know what you think it, make, it makes sense because that's, he, he's been getting minutes in every game pretty much hasn't mm-hmm. he did he come on against Fulham I can't remember he's but it, but he's come game. every game yeah so so he, he's fresh he's ready he was chomping at the bit last year he's a good player got, did he, did he get no, two like assists he was, inj- he was injured for the first oh he was season. yeah he was yeah, he got, did he get two assists at the weekend yeah got yeah. two assists you know he's a threat so quite clearly there he's put he's putting his name forward and I think 
of all the positions on the pitch that we've got depth in at the moment, the one position you'd probably say is the most interchangeable with the injuries we've had has been Costas and Robbo. Yeah. You can't keep grinding Robbo. We've got Everton away and Napoli away to come. You want him for them two games? Yeah, I think... I'd have him in, yeah. I think he is going to start. Let's move on to midfield then. Um, this ties into a super chat we've just had. Sorry, a members chat from, from actually uh, for a few said. I think that Carvalho and Elliot just started Newcastle with Fab in the six. I think the energy would be good against a very confident team. Now, I can't see a well where they both ever start, especially if, if there's a little doubt, because I think you're going to get one. And I don't think you're ever going to see both of them at the same time, really. No. But if there is any concern about Harvey, and we're not sure, again, rightly so, yet where we're at with it, but. I think if anyone deserves a place in the team, Carvalho, Dan has, has done nothing wrong when he's come off the bench. He's, again, all, albeit in cameos, he's done well. Like, again, I wouldn't be against him starting if, if again, you're going to have to play as with, mm-hmm. with Derby, Napoli and games to come. Yeah. I, I would, again, I wouldn't be shocked. In fact, I would be quite encouraged if, if Carvalho got he, a start. Yeah, he would be in my starting 11 tomorrow night, 100%. Yeah, I've been really, really impressed with him since the start of the season. Not, that's not to say I haven't with Harvey Elliott as well, because he's actually been my standout player so far this season, to be sense. honest. Um, but yeah, I think if there is a game where you're going to bring Carvalho in for that start, I think this is it. If everything we've sort of outlined with Newcastle having some issues themselves, and we're on the back of that resounding win, similar with the Simicast and Robertson thing, I, I would start Simicast, and I do think the club have essentially told us that would be happening with all the press duties that have gone on. And I think there's an opportunity here to bring Carvalho in for Elliot. It, there's clearly something, because obviously Elliot comes off at half time against Bournemouth, and that wasn't pre planned. I'd be very surprised. There's clearly something going on there. And then we've seen him slightly sit out of a little bit of training. So again, it comes back to why risk him? You've both yeah. mentioned it. You've got Everton, you've got Napoli, and then you've got a full schedule thereafter. Why risk Harvey Elliott? He's quite clearly one of our most important mm. 13, 14 players. There's no point. We've already seen him have a horrific injury. Granted, it was an impact situation last year. You don't want anything to happen to him. Keep him at the firing line. And Carvalho has already proven to me to be well worthy of this start. And then front three, kind of. We know the front three is the front three. Because yeah. again, Jota is apparently getting close, but he's not there yet. This is the last game of obviously Darwin Nunes' <laughs> suspension, so we know yeah. he, he therefore can't play. <laughs> Um, he, he, we'll see him at Goodison Park that's another reason sorry why it's really <coughs> good that we've had back to back games because when he first got that red card against Palace I was thinking one week two week three weeks he's going to be out for but actually having this bang bang mm. he can look at Everton now and be in that mindset obviously support the lads which is great for us by the way sorry to interject there. no I think yeah, it's a spot on I wouldn't be shocked if he starts that one. right with all that being said then we're going to have a little look at our bet mate stuff so Dan if you want to um, start loading up we're going to get you guys to pick what you think Okay. You're, well you basically sound, have you done one of these yeah, I don't think you've been on one of the shows where we've played. Yeah. No, I haven't. I know you play. I know you play at home a little yeah. bit, don't you? So you know the, the score. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, essentially, we're playing this week in the five pound pot. It's Newcastle, uh, Liverpool versus Newcastle five pound pot, and you guys are going to pick your elevens. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry, say pick eleven. Pick your seven. There is eleven. Yeah, seven and four. Seven and four. four yeah, so yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah, so what we're going to do? You have to have at least we know at least one Newcastle. Player. It could be more. You don't have to have. You can have as many as you want. It's a five-six split across your le- your starting lineup and your bench. I've picked my team by the way. Uh, Paige Jack's done his and Paul's done his. But you, you guys go and goal. Are you going to go with Liverpool's goalie or Newcastle? I think goalie? we've got to. Yeah, we've we? got to go. We've Allison. got to go. Allison. Back to clean sheet. Yeah, we? clean sheet all day. Go yeah. on Defence. Trent. Yeah, we're flying here. By the way, I would be Trent as well. I don't think yeah. there's an alternative. Simicast. Well, yeah, we just said he'd probably could. start. Yeah, we could. Are we going to go with one of Newcastle's fullbacks as well, or are we going to go with? I don't. Oh, Trippier. If they are going to do anything, goal or assist wise, it's probably going to come from Trippier. Mm. Well, could we put Trent and Trippier then? Can you Co- do that? Of course, can you? Yeah, yeah. There you go. There's your Newcastle player sorted. Anyway. You, can have, you can have a yeah, full Liverpool midfield now, or you can go for more of them if you absolutely want to. Mm. Okay. 
So um, midfield, I see jumping ahead of my 11s here. I think this might be a game we might rotate Henderson out. Okay. So uh, me personally is I think it'll be Milner for Henderson this week. Oh, right, assuming, assuming Elliot's fit, assuming yeah. Elliot's fit. But are you, you want to put Milner in? No, no, I wasn't. I'm just I'm ruling Hendo out of the pick. So put Fab I'm not, in. I'm not picking Fab. I just no. don't think. Yeah, Fab so, gets uh, loads. Of, he gets loads of tackling interception points. Yeah, you do Fab. get Does points he, for that. Yeah. Okay. He's just goals and assists. What about? Elliot. Are we gambling Carvalho or Elliot? Or the good news is, by the way, just to let you know, you can change this team right up to kick off. So if someone okay. do, if someone doesn't play, mm. you can give us a little shout. Give us a little text. I, and we can I would be all in on Carvalho because to, to, to the point made on the Discord, I don't see Carvalho and Elliot starting any game of football together, let yeah. alone this one. Okay, um, so okay. I would be Carvalho. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Okay, and then we'll change the captain that in a minute. But but you don't want Henderson, right? So you're Milner or Fab. Fab, Fab. I think Henderson's going to sit this one out just because we've got the derby at the weekend okay. and he's played every other game. Yeah, that's fair. And then. Strikers, Mo Salah. Salah's coming back hard. Diaz He's not Bobby. happy. Diaz or Bobby. Bobby would have had a field day point wise on the weekend. Oh, by the way, imagine. wouldn't he? You see that <laughs> someone in the FPL got triple captain. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dodgy that. Um, Top two. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Diaz? I think Diaz. Yeah, I think Diaz. There you go. Then, Dan, you can carry on filling the bench and just yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely fine. So your team then, just to clarify, you're, we're going to go Ali, Trent, Trippier, Carvalho, Fabinho, Diaz, Salah. Who's your captain? Salah. Got to be Mo Salah. Who's your vice captain? One and a half points. Ooh. I'm happy with that. Do you know what? Leave it, yeah. I'm Why happy not? with that. Carvalho. It automatically did it. Carvalho. Little goal and assist this weekend for Carvalho nice. this week, sorry. There we go, yeah. So there you go. There's the guys. Teams. We'll bring our teams up now. So, Sai, can you bring one of the first team up? I don't even know what order this is. Surprised. Oh, it's me. Look, I'm literally surprised. Look how surprised I am. <laughs> That's looking at the bottom of the league, that is. That's that, your that, yeah. yeah, that's my face. Like that because I'm absolute garbage at this game. But I went for Ali Trent. I went Costas. Um, yeah. mm. I've gone Elliot. Joe Linton, Salah, and Diaz. I've got Joe, Joe Linton likes to tackle, don't he? Gets, gets stuck does in get the It does, yeah. actually. Yeah. So that's my team. Let's move along to the next one. We've got Payjack, who's gone Ali, Trent. No wonder he looks happy with all that money. Virgil, <laughs> Elliot, Almiron, Salah, and Diaz. Yeah, Chris can change that, obviously, if we know that. If, uh, if Harvey isn't fit to start. And then finally is Mach. Who's Mach gone for? He's got Ali, Trent, Robbo, Joe Linton, Elliot, Salah and Diaz. Salah and Diaz are in pretty much all of these yeah, teams, yeah. especially with, with Newcastle's forward woes. I'm guessing St. Maximum would have been in plenty of these. Had he been yeah, fit one, array, he, yeah. If you guys want to get involved, like I say, we're playing this week. So if you click the link in the description or just download the BetMate app from the App Store, whatever App Store that you use, use the referral code REDMEN5 and sign up. Like I say, we're playing the Liverpool v Newcastle £5 pot as a £1,000 prize pot there for you. Um, make your selection and you'll be credited with a £5 free bet at your leisure once you've played that first game. Like I say, gamble responsibly, UK only, 18+. plus. If you're not into gambling, that's fine. Don't start because of us. But if this is the kind of thing you want to get involved in, want to have a little go against us, and by all means, you're probably going to beat me, then do get involved with us over on BetMate. Right then, we you've half hinted at it. We're going to we're gonna have to come up with some 11s now for the game in general. So... I'll give you a second to think while I run with that. Again, my mind's on the board there, but I have gone Ali, Costas, um, Virgil, Gomez, Trent. I went Fab, Hendo, Elliot, with the caveat of it being Carvalho or Elliot's not fit. Diaz, Bobby and Salah. Now, you think Hendo's not going to play? Yeah, I just think the rotation time. Okay, so it's Fab, Milner. Yeah, Elliot. Or Carvalho. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to be Carvalho. Oh, yeah, Car I'll go, okay, I'll go Carvalho, but then that's two changes in midfield. Oh, I might be biting myself here. 
You can always change it. You I'm going Elliot, but because we've picked that together, I think there's, there's half a chance Carvalho starts. But I, I just think only plays. He can off the bench and score yeah. goals. He does, you know. He only played a, a half, and as long as he's okay, I don't see him why he wouldn't be fresh enough to start. And he was excellent as well, wasn't he? Yeah, it was. It was more just about the uh, more about the injury, the injury, injury yeah. stuff as well. You know what I mean? Any yeah. news on that? By the way, no. No, no, as it stands, yeah, we're still Klopp's waiting for waffling. you. Klopp's probably just waffling on. So, um, your team, Dan, you, what are you thinking, midfield-wise? Yeah, I, I haven't really got any question marks in my midfield-wise. I'm going Carvalho pretty much regardless of Elliot's in the situation because similar to what Sam's saying with Henderson, I think we could do with Elliot being rested for what's to come, personally. Um, so, I would be giving Carvalho his chance, especially with Newcastle's problems. I think it's a good opportunity for him. Um, and I'd be Simicass. Um, yeah. Again, regardless of Robertson, I think he deserves this game um, if there is such a thing, personally. He's been playing a lot of minutes, he's been coming on, he's been hinting at it. He's on all the press stuff today. It's, he may as well have his kit on now, quite <laughs> 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 to be honest. Stood in the corner. Yeah, yeah, may well up, yeah. like. Absolutely, absolutely. Right then, we've got a couple of super chat and members chat I want to get to, and then we'll have a little look around uh, some of the other games. But while we're sticking at it, so Deagle and Shaw with the £1.79 super chat, thanks very much. With all our injuries, you still see us winning this one, lads. You're comfortable this week? Yeah, yeah. This one, Get your yeah. scores off you later, but yeah, you're happy with this one? Yeah. Happy with that one. And then, uh, this is a, a good question, actually, famous 4-3s against Newcastle. We're, we're all just about old enough to remember these, mm. aren't we? Mm. Give or take, we're having an angel. Collie Moore, that? Collie Moore closing mm. in, Robbie Father and all that. So, Liam Bento, if the exact same amount of energy were to be spent by our players, would you prefer a hard graft 1-0 win or an absolute 4-3 thriller with a last-minute goal, like, days gone by? So 1-0. Really? Yeah. Because I, I, I'd want to be winning the game. <coughs> I don't mind grafting when we're winning. When you're chasing the goal, it's the most nightmare thing. And all I'd be thinking of, we're about nine points behind. <laughs> so I'd rather be 1 0. Alison Van Dyke and Gomez are screaming 1 0 in her arse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. Sign me up for that 4 3. I was at the second one. The Fowler yeah. one, yeah. the Collymore one, I, I watched at home to remember the iconic commentary, but yeah. I was at the Fowler one and I remember my dad's mate on a bet, Liverpool to win 4-3 again, no way. honestly, and he, he it was about 150, he was me- he won like so much though on <laughs> at the time, I don't think he ever told his missus, but I think it's about time, like 20 odd years later, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. probably, she knows yeah, now, she's yeah. Pro- it's probably too late, he's already spent it if that was the case, yeah, so let's have a little look then around the league, obviously it's a full weekend of Premier League fixtures as well, it's not just Liverpool playing, so loads and loads to get involved with, um, Around the league, starting with this evening, actually, we've got Palace v Brentford, Fulham v Brighton. Brighton are unbelievable at the moment. Mm. Uh, another one that they can definitely go and win. Uh, and then Southampton host Chelsea and Everton, looking for their first win of the season. They've got a difficult tie down uh, over in Yorkshire against Leeds United. Managerless Bournemouth for the time being. Obviously, Scott Parker, rest in peace, Cardigan is now gone. Um, <laughs> they 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 host Wolves, whether it's a caretaker or see if Sean Dice is their manager by then. I don't know. City get Forest at home. Arsenal host Villa. West Ham Tottenham could be feisty. Obviously, there's our game mm. against Newcastle and Man United against Leicester City. Leicester currently bottom. Leicester at home, they're the one, yeah. Yeah, Man United are going to Leicester, but Leicester are literally the worst team in the league at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, every time we do this conversation, everything unfortunately has to go back to Manchester City's son, yeah, yeah. just given where we are and stuff. I thought Forest against Spurs were brilliant from penalty box to yeah, penalty yeah, box agreed. he just had a couple of iffy moments in the box and Harry Kane was Harry Kane and he just didn't quite have enough goals but we saw Palace go and cause 
City some problems. We've got Newcastle going and cause City some problems. But mm-hmm. I think it's probably beyond the realm of like Forest to go and do it. No, I think Forest at home are going to be a, a problem, aren't they? But going be to like, City, going to be like when Sheffield United came up, <coughs> or potentially what we expected Leeds to be. But mm. yeah, I know it didn't work out as much last year. But th- that kind of atmosphere, tight pitch, you know, they're up for it, especially early on in the season. But I think a routine win. I'm, I'm, I don't necessarily think they'll batter them because I think City sometimes like to just control these games and just get through it and, get, and not expend too much energy. But yeah, I, I imagine. Forest will battle with them but you know it's it's one of those games where you look at Haaland and I think this is a chance for you to get another three goals you know against the weaker team like Palace where without Zaha especially I think that, that that's a solid win for them that two or three goals but then again actually thinking about it City might need to rotate a bit so we, you know it might, it, it might be a little bit more of a you know you might not see Haaland is what I mean I'm looking at the at the league table Forest to play four games they're five goals in like say two of those were Harry King they're, they're yeah. not the worst I think, I think I think City are going to win but I think they might damn, probably have, going to have to work for it looking at mm. the, the top of the table then they're currently the only team uh, with a perfect record is Arsenal and they host Villa Steven Gerrard is is on the hottest of hot seats like if you had yeah. people who had money on Gerrard sacked first a few minutes got Parker this morning <laughs> because Villa are in trouble and they've got Arsenal and then they've got City like apparently I, I saw a stat the other day is that if Gerrard loses both those games he's like statistically Aston Villa's worst manager mm-hmm. in terms of points one and stuff like he is feeling it Arsenal should in theory go by form be five from five but you just never know no you never know especially with Villa desperately in need of something like you say because Gerrard for me I, I spoke on the Around the League show last week I think he was the one under most pressure Scott Parker essentially signed his own P45 didn't he at the weekend with what he said like you know what I mean but in terms of results I think Aston Villa's results have probably been the poorest we all know what's going on at Leicester they're a bit of a sham shambolic at the minute like but for me back in the last season Villa struggled as well and Gerard desperately needs something here I don't see him getting it though and it's whether the owners are willing to put a bit of context in it and say listen it's been Arsenal it's been City we'll give him a bit of leeway if not this time next week we could be having a different conversation about a managerless Aston Villa and he, yeah, he's got eyes on the Liverpool job the last thing he needs is getting sacked by Aston Villa isn't it at some point it's not a, yeah. not, not a great thing on his uh, resume it's, it's, it's a tough time for Gerard there. unfortunately in the Premier League at the moment there's a lot of football clubs that are more ambitious than they're probably the reality and I think Villa are probably yeah, there and I think that's just that's just you know they're, they're a victim of their own he's a victim of his success in Scotland and if he goes before he's been there for a year, it'll be probably a travesty in the long term. But again, like as I say, come back to it. You know, Scott Parker going. You know, other managers are going to go. There's a few clubs that that probably should sack the manager, Everton and Leicester being two of them. But mm. I don't see Villa personally. There's no way Lampard's getting sacked either. But the, but that's the no. problem, isn't it? Like why why have Villa suddenly got higher standards than Everton Football Club? It just doesn't make any especially, sense. Especially really, it's the money, isn't it? Yeah, it's but, the money, yeah. yeah but then, so you are right, like, but no, it, yeah. it's mad, isn't it? But yeah, mm. so we, we mentioned before Jürgen's press conference. That will be um, it's, it's, it's out now. He's doing it now. That'll be on our YouTube channel and our podcast and apps as well later on. So if you want to catch everything Jürgen said, do check it out. We have Chloe with the press conference reaction show over on Red Men Plus. So I got you covered. Just found out Jürgen said that Jota is set to do. Due to the Jota can train slightly from Thursday and Thiago only slightly later. So we're, we're talking about Bilbo players getting on the injury trail, coming back. There's another two potentially who are closer than ever, and they are two big ones. They you are signing that's have... day. Is one of them a midfielder? <laughs> <laughs> Thiago. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's our new midfielder. Yeah, so keep an eye on that one. Well. Yeah, so like I say, if you want to watch the entire press conference or listen to it, like I say, it is available on the Redmen YouTube channel or, of course, on all our podcasting services as well. We got, we got hinted later, uh, hinted earlier by Ed Egan's comment, uh, super chat down about scores. We all think Liverpool are going to win. Got a prediction for me? 4-3. No, I'm joking. 3-0 <laughs> um, Liverpool. 
Yeah, I was going to say three 0 as well. Actually, I I said three one on the build up for the show. I, I I went and done the Newcastle fan TV show. So mm. if you want to hear even more of my croaky Corona voice, go and check out the Newcastle shows. I'm on that as well. I'm, I've been on everything this week, Paul and Chris. I've had a nice little time off. We are doing the podcast later, and and Mitch is back involved for that one. Thankfully, he's uh, he's well rested. While I certainly am not. So yeah, to, <laughs> I said three one. So I will stick with that. Um, speaking of me, me again. Watch along on Wednesday night. Guess who's on it? <laughs> it's me. Yeah, me and Ella will be back in the studio for the watch song. So if you're not going to the game, like I know you guys are, but if you're not going along, um, press mute on your TVs, sync up to the Red Men watch along. We'll do biased, 100% biased commentary throughout the entire game. So we go live with the Team News Reaction Show. That will be about quarter to seven. And then the watch along itself, UK time, of course, will be live at quarter to eight. So if you're sitting on your own and you've got no one to watch the game with and it's X amount of o'clock in the morning because I know you guys are the best fans in the world who stay up at all hours and stuff, whatever. Whoever you're with, don't be alone. Get involved. We've got the live chat. We've got the Discord chat for Legends as well so you can get involved. Obviously, if you've never done a Redman TV watch along with us before, do come and give it a try on Wednesday. I promise you, we have lots and lots of fun. And if nothing else, Errol's one of the coolest men on the internet and you get to have a, mm-hmm. have a chat with him for a couple of hours Well, Sam disagrees. Oh, don't. There's, there's, there's a Sam and Errol, honestly, it's a class. Just jealousy. That no, we have good bands to me, you know. You and Errol are like, like an old married couple or you yeah. just fight all the time but underneath it there's a there's oh like, there's real love there's real love underneath it there's real love and we only argue about Liverpool though all the time yeah, constantly yeah, all the time he's, he's on a show together actually on a debate show that'll be full of the time <laughs> <laughs> do it do it <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. gonna ring yeah, <laughs> yeah have a referee in a box <laughs> match, yeah. so if you want to go and check us out do come and check us out on Wednesday like I say the podcast is out later today as well we is so so much content because Liverpool are playing games there's never been a better time to be involved with Redmen TV or like I say Redmen plus the subscription service so yeah do come and check us out thanks to Dan thanks to Sam thanks for you guys for watching or listening to the build up show we'll catch you next time goodbye Thank you so much for that. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want more Red Men in your ears, then consider signing up to redmenplus.com. You get everything that's on the website in video and if you want it in podcast form. Uh, from £5 a month, redmenplus.com. You get two free items of merchandise every single season. If you sign up as a club legend, you get 20% discount codes every single month. Exclusive discounts from our partners, as well as your name and the credits and each and every Red Men plus show small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right because rustoleum's new custom spray five and one gives you control with five different spray patterns so you can tackle nooks crannies edges and curves without worrying about drips runs uneven coverage or anything else Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.